Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're back. Uh, we have some quack. Uh, welcome to Amsterdam. We got like a, some quack. You know, it was kind of a disappointing ho-hum um, process this week. So we got some, you know... Colorado, that was terrifying. What do you think, Sean? Yeah, so here, here is my, my whole thing. So I, I, I didn't get to watch much of the game. I, you didn't I miss ran, out. I ran the, the Portland Marathon the next morning and had a 4 a.m. wake-up call. So when that whole lightning delay thing happened, I was like, oh, yeah. mm, I don't know how much of this thing I'm actually going to catch basically watch i watched like the first i watched everything up until the jeff Lockie interception in the end zone oh. and i was just like okay i'm gonna go to bed and we're gonna roll the dice and we're gonna wake up in the morning we're gonna, we're gonna see what happened and i woke up and i checked my phone and i was like i'm not totally confident we won this game mm-hmm. and then i saw the score and kind of it from what i was able to um Rusty will be able to dive into this a little bit more than I can, but kind of looked like the running game just took over, which is going to have to be what's going to carry this team while we go through like our little quarterback debacle. Uh, which is saying it really, really nicely. That's that's really. This is when when Taylor Alley is your leading quarterback throwing for eighty three yards. You've got some problems, um, and that's nothing against Taylor Alley. No, That's something against Jeff Lockie. Yeah. Um, Vernon Adams needs to get healthy pronto. Jeff Lockie's not the answer. I I, I just want to say screw it. Let's just go with Taylor Alley and just throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. He's a much better runner, and he actually looked better than Jeff Lockie. And there were a lot of people. I was reading, I was reading an article because. Um, you know, Helfridge said that they're kind of they're comfortable doing that quarterback rotation, which means we have no quarterbacks. Exactly, and uh, you know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I, I did say earlier in the year when um, it was after it was during the the Utah game when they benched Vernon Adams like really early in the game after they fell behind he also uh, looked awful that game yeah and i was basically saying that's that's the ducks you know don't talk about the broken finger that's the ducks like giving up on the Vernon adams ex- experience oh yeah and now we have no quarterback and it's just going to be a, it's just going to be a a mess week in and week out juggling quarterbacks and that's pretty much where we are um if you haven't noticed we really miss Marcus Mariota, and we. Really I miss him so much. I, I just that's basically like, I wasn't able to tweet much during the game, um, but that was pretty much like the one tweet I sent. I, 
after Lockie threw the pick, I was just like, we miss you, Marcus. It is, it is so crazy how important he was to the team. Like, how dependent mm-hmm. the team became, became on Marcus Mariota. Like, and any you know, play, any play that Oregon called, Marcus would make it work. Any play. Yeah. And you could tell him the QB sneak it five times in a row, and he would get like five first downs. Mm-hmm. Just unreal. Yeah, he. Uh... I miss him so much. <laughs> I miss his smile. I miss his positive attitude. So this is this is a true this is a true story. I was I was telling. Uh, I was telling my girlfriend the differences between Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston. One is good and the other's not. Told her the story of the uh, the speeding ticket incident, where he had to like talk the cop into giving him a ticket. Yeah. And she's like, he doesn't sound like a real person. Like he sounds like too nice of a human being. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you basically described Marcus Mariota in a nutshell. Um, yeah. So that's my takeaway from the game. The oh, do you just want to go to... Comeback. Oh, yeah, sorry to cut you off. What was your takeaway? I totally ran over your comment. My my comment was just, we miss you, Marcus. Come back, and we need uh, we need Royce Freeman to carry the ball 40 times a game now. Yeah. All right, do you just want to go to this week in Schadenfreude since we just talked about James Winston? We, we should. Okay, so Marcus Mariota had a bye week. Uh... Which, you know, it's fine. Whatever. He was killing it anyways. I mean, he's um, giving his lunch to some homeless people on the bye week. And- God, he actually does that. He actually did that for, like, his entire time at Oregon. God, Marcus is such a good guy. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, it's crazy. Like, I've never cheered harder for any one individual in my life. Yeah. In the NFL. I'm a huge Packer fan. I care more about how Marcus Mariota does more than anybody else as an individual on the Packers. Although it's easy when Aaron Rodgers is not of this earth. Um, I've never seen anyone so amazing at being a quarterback in my life, other than maybe Marcus Mariota in college. Actually, no, Aaron Rodgers is still more impressive. Not the point, though. But Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston are forever going to be compared to one another. Oh, yeah. And we've talked about this before, that every time they play, it's going to be like Marcus versus Jameis. And, you know, Rose Bowl Bowl 2.0, Rose Bowl 3.0. And I just, I, I take such pride in the fact that, like, you know, Jameis Winston was this quarterback that never lost, and then he played Marcus Mariota, and he just got annihilated. And then he played Marcus Mariota again, and he just got annihilated again. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. it; brings me joy. It's. I thought. I don't even think that Jameis Winston was actually an amazing quarterback the year he won. I don't even think he was the best player that year hot takes yeah i don't think that's really a hot take either given (laughs) i really don't think so given how much i watched of them 
Like yeah. Oh Jesus, Jameis Winston against the Panthers, two touchdowns, four interceptions. Yes, that's what I was going to get to. Yeesh. And he fumbled the ball, but it was recovered by the Bucks, and it was a bad fumble. His QBR was eighteen. And the picks. Spoiler alert: That's not good. Yeah, and the picks were not close ones. They were awful. Like they were, like, what are you doing? Like he looks right now like the forty-second best quarterback in the league. Yeah. So here's just here's a quick rundown of of stat comparisons. Um, oh, this will be good. I'm really excited for this. So Jameis Winston has completed 54.9% of his passes for 965 yards, six touchdowns, and seven interceptions. Which is so weird because he totally didn't throw a ton of interceptions his senior year, or his junior year. Not at all. No. And Marcus Mariota, 63% completions, 833 yards, eight touchdowns, two interceptions. And that's with a significantly worse line mm-hmm. and significantly weaker receivers. Right. Jameis Winston has uh, Mike Evans and Austin Safarian Jenkins to throw to. Like, yeah, he's got some talented guys out there. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Although, anybody who like actually watches college football kind of knew that going in. Um, I didn't expect him to actually be this bad, though. Um, let's get off this. Speaking of this bad, uh, this defense, the Oregon defense, is officially awful. Like, it's terrible. Like, straight yeah. up. It's, like, worse than 90... It's, like, 96th or worse in FBS football. Yeah, um, I'm going to see if I can pull up some rankings here real quick. I mean, going into this game, um, we were, like, literally towards the bottom of the country. We we were 96th. Yeah. Um, so, total defense. Um, Is this for the Colorado game that you're looking at? Yeah, this is this is for the season collectively. Let's see where we find Oregon. Oregon right now is giving up four hundred and forty one point four yards per game. Oh my god, I just threw up a little. Ranked a hundred and third out of a hundred and twenty seventh in the country. Some other teams that are in this on this on this uh page of about twenty eight 27, 28 teams or so. Um, you've got such fine programs as Kansas, New Mexico wait, wait, State. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Are these teams around Oregon or worse than Oregon? These are, these are all teams that are worse than Oregon, but they're, with, they're within about 15 to 20 teams or so. Yeah, well, about by virtue of Oregon being one of the worst defenses, it's, it might as well be around. Yeah. So the ones that are the next teams after Oregon on the worst defense list are Hawaii, Western Kentucky, My Rainbow Warriors, Southern Miss, Nevada, Virginia. Oh my God. um, 
Yeah, so Oh my god. We knew that we knew going into this year that the defense was going to be bad. We were cautiously optimistic. Like I remember when we did our season preview, we were like, "No, oh, maybe it won't be as bad as it seems." Oh no. It's worse. It's I don't so think anyone worse. even if you took the most pessimistic attitude, it would not have shown that it was this bad. Yeah. I feel like right now, like, I'm trying to be positive about it, but the facts are just, like, staring me in the face, and I, at this point, I kind of feel like the guy at the end of Animal House just yelling all is well, as everyone's running around like crazy, and the Deathmobile is taking out stands, and Lutarski is, like, in his pirate outfit just swinging around. Yeah, exactly. Um... Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm going through some other some other stats. Um let's see here. Yeah, it's um it's just it's not pretty. Um and I think that it's you know, it's that you know, there there it's not hard to pass against us at all. No. Um and I've got our to follow up to that point when you get done with yours. Yeah, our, our secondary is abysmal. Um, and, yeah, so passing passing yards allowed. Let's see where Oregon... This is sad that I just go to the last... Yeah, I go to the last page, and there they are. 114th in the country out of 127. Okay. Here's my thing. It's not the secondary's fault. It is the linebackers. 100%. Like, okay, so Oregon does pattern matching. So a lot of the times they'll line up in zone, but it depends on how the receivers act. Uh, it's, it's basically like once a receiver runs into a zone, then that defensive back will play man. Mm-hmm. So you'll see a lot of times... Um, like, a lot of times you'll see, like, a linebacker, like, all the way out, like, directly in front of a wide receiver with the safety behind him. Like, that linebacker is not playing that guy straight up. Mm-hmm. He's going to follow that guy if he takes an inside slant. So, there's a lot of times where people will be lined up, and the secondary actually does its job. And you'll see, like, guys go vertical, the receivers go vertical the secondary defensive backs pick them up correctly, but they have an underneath route that goes for, like, 14 yards. Mm. Like, okay, so against Colorado, there were... I don't remember seeing a single pass that went further than 20 yards downfield. They just shredded us with, like, underneath stuff. Just a short game. Yeah, it was just a short game, and there were so mm-hmm. many... There were so many yards after the catch... And it's not like these were out on the perimeter. Like, these were, like, w- within the hash marks. And that's 100% um, one hundred percent linebackers. That's, like, their zones. And we aren't even blitzing that much. So there's really no excuse for linebackers to not be covering the whole field. Yeah, so I don't, even think, I don't even think our front seven is capable of blitzing. Like, I'm totally fine with not blitzing because mm-hmm. they are incapable 
of make of beating guys one on one. Like I brought this up last week, Buckner and Coleman get doubled every single time, and nobody else is beating their guy one on one. Like Balducci looked pretty good this last week. Looked pretty good, but he is not a pass rusher. When he's a nose tackle, he is. He is not gonna. He should not be getting to the quarterback. Yeah, and stat-wise, when we're talking about getting guys into the backfield, uh, Ducks are ranked tied for 52nd in the country with 6.4 tackles for a loss per game. And that used to be Oregon's thing. Yeah, Uh, team sacks. We are looking at. Good, we're not on the last page. Look at that improvements. We're looking at we're averaging about two, two sacks a game, uh, and that's oh my god, that's awful. There's a grouping tied for 55th with a whole bunch of other teams, um, so we're kind of like middle of the Packers in both of those areas. Oh my god, that's as many. Those that if we're on pace. For about as many sacks as some players, oh, it's it'll be a little more, a few sacks more than some players, some individual players will get will get sacks in in a season. Like Miles Garrett got like seventeen last year as a freshman. Yeah, and we're on pace to get like twenty four. Like, that's awful. Like, it's just straight up not not good. And it's like, oh, 52nd, like, whatever. Like, whatever offense is making up for it. No. Our defense, the at, when it was at its best, was at its, at its absolute, like, when Oregon was still killing it, the defense and defensive, defensive efficiency was no lower than 26th. And often, it was in the low teens, high single digits. Yeah, it's really, and that was, and that was an area that you know we thought the, we thought the line and especially DeForest Buckner was going to kind of anchor and carry the defense this year. Yeah, and they're just not, they're just not getting pressure. Um, yeah, I like we can take like the secondary is bad. Um, we know they're not excellent, but they have been doing their jobs, like. They are meeting or exceeding our very low expectations. Mm-hmm. This front seven is so far below what expectations were and what their talent levels are. Like people are like, "Oh, it's a young defense." No, our safeties are juniors. Our entire front, starting front seven, is seniors. Like, it is not good, and I don't see the senior leadership to where. Uh, people rebound well where these games rebound well I don't see it in terms of uh, off field behavior Um, like there's just no even solid improvement here are the improvements tackling in space significantly better mostly because uh Reggie, Reggie Daniels and Hardrick are actually doing well in that area. Uh, and 
gang tackling. Significant improvements. Other than that, like, Hardrick and Coleman are the best players on defense. Mm-hmm. So. Did you see... Um, and, and I don't know. I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh, we need to fire so-and-so. But I'm wondering when the seat gets hot. Because I don't believe that there's a talent drop-off. Mm-hmm. Nick Aliotti only was spectacular like his last few seasons like for that entire time we were like nick aliotti needs to be fired yeah i remember all the uh the fire aliotti chants from the student section i wasn't one of those people but it was easy to make the argument that he should be yeah and then yeah in in the end of in his last his last years like it was really like yeah oregon's offense was like super flashy but it was their defense that was like quiet oh yeah, oh, yeah. Like they that, forced turnovers negative like plays that, Ari- that arizona game when like arizona had the top offense in the country and we beat them 49 to nothing like oh yeah that was like one of the most magical games i had ever experienced that was one of the uh, most fun games i've ever had but yeah and so yeah so i'm wondering I'm kind of wondering the same thing. Like, does it take an entire season of just poor defensive performances, or is there like a grace period? Or this is his second year, right? Yeah, Aliotti retired after the Alamo Bowl was his last game. Right, because he was pissed he didn't get the head coaching job. Um, like, so that year, the Ducks were low teens. The next year, they were like 26, the low 30s. This year, they're like 90. Like, that's Texas level bad. Yeah. Where's Texas on that list? Do you still have it up? Yeah, what were we talking about team defense? Yeah, or defensive Uh, efficiency. I'd really like to know where Texas is because that is a tire fire. Yeah, let me pull it up again here real quick. With significantly less talent than our defense. Total defense. Page three. The bottom of the barrel. We are looking... Texas is 119, giving up 507.2 yards a game. Okay. So way less than Oregon. Yeah, Oregon's um, given up about 441. Texas is at 507. Yeah, at least we're not Texas. At least it, it could always be worse. Yeah. Um, man, it's so weird that at this point we're starting, like Taylor Alley's getting significant reps. And Helfrick said they both have been performing well, that they both earn time which means Lockie is performing at the level of a Sheldon walk-on come back Marcus that's all I can say like I will fake a birth certificate or something I will give you a new ID like straight up Breaking Bad style you'll start a new life for yourself oh my god it's a it's it's a transitional year 
It's and rough. Vernon Adams was dressed. He did not play. Yeah, he. The announcers were talking about it. It was. It was. He was medically cleared to go for that game. He just sat out because I think it like the what they were saying was it was a. It was a decision that was the best for best move for the team. Was it though? Was it? Maybe. I mean, I don't think a fractured finger or whatever is going to give you better pocket awareness. Yeah, the problems that Adams has been having are not related to a broken finger. And I think that they're kind of just using that injury as like a scapegoat. Oh, well, let's just let it heal and, you know, let's just give him some time off to let it heal. No, it's going to be like a broken finger takes like it it takes a while to heal. He's going to be out for a long time. Well, He's not, we don't know how bad the break is. People take fractures and they just say it's a break. Yeah. But it, it's it's going to be, you know, it, it's not going to be instantaneous turnaround. Oh, everything's perfect again. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, the more and more of this, like with every game that comes and goes, like, it used to be in the past few years, like it used to be, oh, Colorado's on the schedule, guaranteed win. Oh, Washington State's up next, guaranteed win. And it's just like I'm realizing as we get into Pac twelve play now, I'm like I'm like, it doesn't matter who it is. I'm not totally confident that this team could beat these bottom feeders, you know, with with one eye closed. And that's just a very it's a very bizarre place to be. It's a very humbling place to be, you know, um, after all the success from recent years. But, yeah, I'm – it's rough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it was last year or a few years ago against Colorado, Oregon was favored by 47. That is a 40-point difference. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Vegas was hitting that under hard. So, um, a bright spot, Royce Freeman killed it. Going much more to a power running attack, Mm -hmm. um, which is awesome. I think it's much more consistent in the zone read since I really have zero faith in the zone read at this point. Um, Even Ohio State doesn't even use it anymore. Urban Meyer said it's no longer even in their game plans. Yeah. Um, and then the other play, Taj Griffin. That guy in space is just—he's like a—he's like a mix between DeAnthony Thomas and Charles Nelson. Mm-hmm. Like he's faster than Nelson, but he's not as physical, and he's more physical than Thomas, but not as fast. So yeah, it's uh, it's filling it's filling the void nicely from the from losing Thomas Tyner. So. Next man up, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm so confused as to why it's taken this long for him to get reps. Like, he should have been all over the Utah game because Utah's line is so nuts and they were clearly overmatching our line. Why were we not doing screens to Tosh Griffin? That is a mystery of the universe. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why that didn't happen. So, although I don't understand anything that was really done against Utah... 
I don't think anyone does. Like, if... Like, I really don't believe that that was, like, anything that happened on offense, even in the beginning, was part of the game plan going in. So, all right, do we want to talk about Washington State? We can... We can dabble in it. I kind of... What are what are your quick opinions on the the? I'm not even. I refuse to call them the Oregon the the Pioneer uniforms. They're the Oregon Trail uniforms. If it wasn't for the duck being al- along with Lewis and Clark, I would hate them exceptionally. Like that's so my so favorite, much. That's my favorite part of the whole thing is that on the helmet the duck is just chilling with Lewis and Clark. I saw it. I saw it originally, and I thought this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like, our uniforms have, like, officially jumped the shark. Like, nobody cares about Lewis and Clark. Honestly, nobody cares. Yeah. I don't give an F about Lewis and Clark in terms of football. Like. It's such a random. Such a try hard. Yeah. Like. like, And so here's, and here's a, here's a funny story. So these uniforms supposedly didn't launch until, like, 6 a.m. Monday morning, right? Well, I was in, when I landed in the Portland airport, you know how there's that Nike store right past the security gate? Uh-huh. Um, like right before, I guess, depends on which direction you're going for, like right before you go into TSA. And there's a... Uh, right, there's the Nike store. Yeah, there's the Nike store. So I walk in and I see these like gray Oregon uniforms hanging on the racks. I'm like, and I like looking at the necklines, you know, the back collarbone says salute the state. And on the back, it says Oregon. I was like, the hell are these things? What are they, some like cheap knockoffs or something? With typography lines on it. Yeah. And I like didn't even really know. Which I think are okay. I think they're kind of cool. I actually didn't notice the lines. But yeah, I saw the jerseys in person that you could buy at the Nike store in PDX on Friday two days before Nike launched the uniforms. So That's... I'm wondering what happened there, but... Uh, that store is a mess. Honestly, that's, that particular Nike store is a mess. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you were in the... If you were at the airport, you, you could have gotten the jerseys at least two days early. Um, yeah, I'm pretty I, much uncomfortable with any, like military alignment unless it's like the unless it's like for the wounded warrior because like i think pairing football with military like all the time is just so ridiculous like it better be for like something that helps the troops right because otherwise i think it's just ridiculous like it i'm so over people pairing like military with football so um So that comes in with, like, salute the state and everything. So I was like, I hate these uniforms. And then I saw the duck was with Lewis and Clark. I was like, okay, I really like that. That's cool. Okay, not so bad. The rest of the uniform sucks, but that's cool. And now they have shirts and everything with that on it. I do think that the the hoodies are really sick, and it's got, like, the organ with the 33 on it for being the 33rd state. Oh, okay. I I see you. Yeah, one of my friends forged on that today, just on a whim. Um, okay, Washington State. I know you have to go soon, so we'll try and power through this. Uh, the 
Okay, here's the downer. They sling the ball. They sling it a lot. So it's uh Yeah, so they're two and two. They were kept it extremely close with Cal last week. Yeah. Five five questions about the Washington State Cougars. Are the ducks in danger? Yes. Oh man, absolutely. We're in danger. This is what I said. We're in danger every, every week. week. Every week. Every week. Um, yeah. So here's the bright side. Here's the bright side. Of this. I think the power running game is going to work very well. Mm-hmm. I think our inability to blitz and get coverage is a non-issue. Because Washington State gets the ball out so quick that there's literally zero time to blitz, um, which means we can put more guys in pass coverage. Mm-hmm. The weakness of that is that our pass coverage is an abomination, and it's because the linebackers, 100%. Um, and that's really not Coleman or Hardrick. Coleman is balling out so hard. Like, he's all over the field. Um so, man, I don't know. Let's see. I'm just pulling up their team stats real quick. This is Luke, a team that lost at Portland State. Luke Falk is their quarterback now. Mm-hmm. Completed 72.6% of his passes for 1,459 yards. But he saw it for Washington State. 10 touchdowns, 2 interceptions, rating a 148. Pretty solid. Really solid for how much he throws. Pretty, pretty solid overall. Yeah. Um, top receiver looks Gabe Marks, 35 catches, 414 yards, 3 touchdowns. So, yeah, I think that'll be kind of the big thing to watch is, you know, it, the Cougs are a very, you know, pass-heavy team. Yeah. So it's that it's that Washington State passing game versus that, you know, the secondary and kind of and seeing if and again kind of watching the same thing that you were talking about with the Colorado game, seeing if they kind of expose those linebackers and they will beat they the will. Ducks with short passes. One hundred percent. Um. I mean a quick. A quick prediction, I I would say it's going to be, you know, I'd say it's probably going to be like a similar, kind of similar result from the Colorado game. It's going to be pretty ugly at first, and then they're eventually going to figure it out and kind of pull away towards the end. Um, I would, I would basically, I would give it like a, I, I don't believe in, in football scores becoming like the exact same scores of games in back-to-back weeks. But that 41-24 result kind of just sounds like what's going to happen. 41-24, which is also incredibly misleading. That game was, that was not did not look like 17 points apart. I could just, I didn't watch much of the game, but I could tell you just from that box score alone that that's not a, that wasn't a 41-24 to performance. That was a, that was a we were almost going to lose the game and then pulled away at the end and yeah. scored some garbage time touchdowns and this and that. So 
Um, I think it's going to be kind of a similar result. It's going to be a win, but it's going to be, it's not going to be pretty, I don't think. And I, you know, um, I don't think that this is like an upset alert type of game. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think that Washington State, especially with that passing game, um, can definitely keep it respectable for a while. Yeah, they're going to cover. It's like a 17-point spread. Yeah, that that pretty much sounds like exactly what I'd I'd take an Oregon 17-point win. Yeah. Um, I've said this a few times. All I care about this season is beating Washington. At this point, if you told me we beat Washington, let's just say we made a bowl game and beat Washington, I would say this is a successful year. I I would agree because I all think, I care about is Washington. I think we can agree that you know I don't I don't see this team like winning out and winning the Pac-12 title game. And oh, absolutely not! Goal. Absolutely not! I think this is going to be a team that has at least four losses, and will probably just go to some random bowl that we. Sun Bowl, you know, Holiday Bowl, something like that. I mean, shoot, if we're gonna go to a, a random bowl game, let's let's at least go to let's Hawaii least bowl. Go to Vegas or yeah, let's go to Hawaii. Why let's not? go to Hawaii Bowl. We'll go do we'll go to Sling and Quack from the beach. Uh huh. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, the most important part of making a bowl game is getting all those extra practices. That's the biggest benefit is having like twenty practices. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I but I agree. I you know so I think that the biggest success from the season, as as it sounds at this point, is going to be just beat Washington and nothing else really matters. Yeah, just keep that streak going. And God, I don't want to deal with Washington for a whole year. Yeah, because as soon as soon as they win that game, oh my God. Well, we we beat you, you know. And they'll be totally right. Like, we've been saying for years, like, well, we won this season. And so when they're like, we won this season, it's kind of like, yeah. I'm I'm more scared about the streak ending this year than any other year because, A, we're just not that good good anymore. We're bad. Um, Relatively bad. B, the game is in Seattle, which is like, I've been to a Ducks and Huskies game in Seattle, um, and you know I might take some take some heat for this, but I'm sorry. Like Oregon, Washington in Seattle, Autzen Stadium has nothing on that environment. That place is literally rocking. Yeah, because the foundations and, are terrible. Yeah, because you actually feel like you're gonna die. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like I I bet. You know, for as much as I bash on Washington and how much I hate the team and the program, they have <laughs> which, which for completely valid reasons. It's, it's kind of like saying the you know, with all you know, with all due respect, or like you know, like you you preface it before you're about to like insult someone. Um, but it's just like, like I know, like I know that I I rag on them all the time, but their game like. The experience of a if like if you ever had the chance like to go to a Washington Oregon game in Seattle like a night game as a neutral fan, 
Oh man, that would be fun for you. Because that place, like I said, it gets rocking. It gets loud, way louder than anything Autzen is capable of. It's like pre 2009 Autzen. Yeah, it's like 2007 Autzen. Before passive fans who have a lot of money went and priced out all the hard fans. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be, and it was just announced that it's going to be a 7.30 kickoff on one of the ESPN networks. So we could go for some Pac-12 after dark and... Oh, fuck. Excuse me. Things, <laughs> things are going to get things are going to get weird um i don't feel good about that game at all um a a way too early prediction i i'm gonna predict a three-point washington win for that one oh no we'll get more into that no no you didn't we'll get more into that next next time no you didn't i'm just gonna leave that there i'm i'm predicting if I'm having to take a non-biased standpoint and just looking at that matchup, I'm I'm saying the streak ends. This is the year the streak ends. Um, I hope I'm wrong, but we'll dive into that more as the game gets closer. Yeah, you better be wrong. I swear to God, I'll drive down to San Francisco. Oh, man. I'm mad at you. It's okay. Well, see, I was thinking like all day, like I really enjoy doing like funny titles for the, for these podcasts. But now I'm gonna put Sean picks uh, UW to beat Oregon, just straight up. Oh, oh man! And people That's... only read headlines, so there you go. So all of our all of our site traffic is just gonna spike by like two hundred percent that day. Good. Page views win it. More of a hot. I don't even think Kanzana would get that hot. This is like this is like blue flame hot takes. Yeah. All right, that's a good note to end on. Sean betraying everybody and all that is holy in the world. I, I picking the love, evil empire to win. I love Oregon so much. They just they need to give me a reason to believe, and they're not doing it. You, I bet you cheered when Bambi's mom died. <laughs> I just I stood up in the theater and I gave it a rousing stand. Yeah, just stood up and clapped. Oh man. Alright. Well, that's a really depressing ending to our trip to Amsterdam. Um I'm Rusty. That was Sean, who I don't even know anymore. Uh we'll be back next week, hopefully with a better serving of quack after hopefully a better outing against Washington State. Otherwise, uh, I'm not going to be... I could get even more negative about this team. I mean, we still have a ways... To... We could get worse. We we can be a couple negative Nancys here. Yeah, real so fast. We'll, we'll see what happens. All right, see you guys next week. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.